Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Today is March 4th, 2022. We are still watching the news and the events are still happening in Ukraine with Russia slowly marching towards Kiev. I actually have not checked the news yet today. They might have finally made it there. Um, I find it really strange that it's taking them so long to get there. It's almost, I, you know, I can't help but wonder what's causing that. Is it purposeful? Are they going slow? I don't know. There have been many, many debates this week about what's happening and why and about the um, mental state of Putin and about the history of Ukraine and Russia and about um, the current, even you know, the current world of Ukraine and the different things that are going on there with their president and, you know, lots of armchair quarterbacking, which is easy to do when it's not affecting you personally, right? Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as we are aware that, you know, it's truly hurting people. You know, people are dying. People have had to abandon their homes, their jobs, their routines, their lives. I'm sure there have been people who, you know, um, were sick and had to travel while being sick. And just, you know, it's a terrible thing that's happening. And I like to think of looking at the news, um, you, you can use a zoom lens and you can zoom in and you can make, um, judgments or appraisals or try to understand things based on looking very closely. And then there's the wide angle lens where you, you get a big picture of what's happening And, you know, maybe you can even look back in your photo album at some pictures that show things that happened in the past. And we kind of need all of that information to make a better, you know, to get a better understanding of what's actually going on. Now, we, yes, we can make a judgment. We can make a judgment on the zoomed in picture. We can look at someone that's, you know, we can look at Putin and say, oh, well, Putin, Putin is taking over a, an independent country. And that's true. And that's, you know, as free people living in America, of course, we are against any 
person, any country being taken over without their, um, um, not approval, what's the word, um, permission. And then, um, but then it get even that gets complicated because some people say they want to, to be part of Russia. So I, that's when you have to zoom out a little bit and look at all of the stuff that's going on in Ukraine. And it truly is a very complicated story. I mean, it goes way back to, you know, 19, I think, 18. And then even way back before that, there's a lot of interesting history. But that's how it is in Europe in general. I mean... We Americans, our history, we live in a very young country. And, you know, America has always been the like the great experiment, the land of the free. And we don't know anything else other than this type of uh, democracy where people elect leaders through having elections and we live in in freedom with like safety we have laws we have courts and you know um it's just a whole different way of life than than ancient europe and even not that ancient europe and russia has never been a democracy um those people don't know what it's like to live like free Americans. They now, thanks to the internet, they can kind of get an idea, but it's not something they've ever experienced. They have literally lived under, you know, um, dictators throughout history. And Putin, even though he has a, a semi-capitalistic economy going over there now, they still have a dictatorship as far as their their government. And, you know, they can they can throw you in jail, they can kill you, they can do all kinds of things to you if you don't do what they like. And, you know, I mean when we could say that America is becoming more like that, and that's the scary thing. But so far, most of us still live in a pretty free place. I mean, we can literally go out, we can post our opinions on the internet, we can protest without much fear, although, you know, even that, we can kind of wonder if that's even a thing anymore. But for the most part, as long as you don't say anything about COVID or um, certain sensitive topics, we live in a free country. So when it comes to Ukraine, Ukraine had kind of separated from Russia and most people were happy about that. The, most of the people wanted to be more like Europe, like not Russia, but Western Europe. They wanted to be more like, you know, Germany, France, England, and the other countries around them that have democracy. They didn't, they don't want to be, they don't want to go back to Russia's dictatorship. But for some reason, 
you know, there are some people along the border and in some, they're probably Russians that have come in there and stirred up the people. But the thing is, Putin thinks, at least he claims to think that, you know, Ukraine belongs to Russia. And he also claims to believe that Europe is going to try to keep moving to the east and taking away his land. But have you looked at a globe? Russia is huge. Russia is most of Europe. The other little countries like England, France, uh, Germany, uh, Finland, and, and those other countries around that area, they're a little tiny spot on the map. I mean, it's amazing to me how much power and and um, money is concentrated in that small little zone um, compared to the rest of the world. Um, but, you know, if you don't love maps like I do, I love maps, I love globes, take, you know, just go on the internet and look at a flat map. But if you really want the the full experience, you you need a globe and then you can really see just how, you know, big and small various things are. Um, so I don't think there's any, I mean, I don't think Ru- Europe is trying to march into Russia at this time. And now economically, yes, the West is the most powerful and especially America, right? America is part of the West and America wants to be the world leader and wants to remain to be the world leader. Some people claim that America is no longer the the most powerful empire country in the world. But really, I would say they we still are. Um we still have the the world still depends on the US dollar and as long as it's like that, I I would say America is the most powerful country. And as long as our economy is strong, then, you know, there's stability in the world. But it's been pretty shaky. It's been pretty shaky. So let's get on with the topic of this podcast today, which is staying awake. So I I wrote a blog about it because since I am kind of tired today, I I wanted to write it down so I wouldn't just forget all the things I want to say. Why am I tired? Because Grace has been sick and um, I just didn't sleep good last night. And, uh, you know, sleep is really important, right? We need quality sleep. We need regular sleep patterns and we need enough hours of sleep. And if we don't get those three things, quality, regular, and enough sleep, we can actually become depressed because our bodies are so fine-tuned and sleep is a part of the system and how it works. But if you read the Bible, you find some interesting passages or verses that mention staying awake and there's, 
you know, I, I just think of that concept a lot lately. And why? Well, because of the current events. Because of current events such as what's happening in Russia, such as the green energy transition that I've talked about in other podcasts and blogs. And I've learned a lot more about that recently. Um, a lot of things are happening in the world. And when Jesus talks about staying awake, he is talking about that when it comes to the last times, the end times. So I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, a little background. So is everyone awake? Are you awake? Am I awake? Well, yes, my eyes are open and I'm walking around unless I'm dreaming. Maybe I'm dreaming. Like one of my, uh, well, sorry about that. My phone rang. So let's see, where was I? I was giving a little background. Okay, so when, when Satan came to Eve in the garden, he asked her if she could eat the fruit from the, from the trees. And Eve told him, well, I can eat from, from the trees, but not that tree. And this was, tree was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, Satan said, oh, well, you know, maybe you should just go ahead and eat that because God knows that if you eat that, then you're going to be wise. Well, she she fell for his tricks and she, because of her own sin and desire to be wise, she ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, by wanting to be wise like God, she actually caused the whole world to become foolish and blind, not wise and understanding. Yes, thanks to Eve, humans know good and evil now, but unfortunately, all mankind was altered by this first act of disobedience against God. Now people are controlled by our selfish desires, not our good intentions, at least until God changes us. So because of that sin, we now are like zombies, walking around like living people, but dead on the inside. We look like we are awake, but we are actually asleep. We are living in an illusion. We are like animals living by instinct. We think we are in control, but we are actually slaves to sin. Only by waking up can we become wise again. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Adam and Eve were wise before that or if they were innocent. But if we want to be connected to God like Adam and Eve were before they sinned, we have to wake up. But how, so how do we do that? What is, how do we wake up? Well, first, what does the Bible say about being awake? Well, the Apostle Paul was speaking to the Gentiles at the church in Thessalonica. 
And this is what he says in chapter 5 of Thessalonians. About the times and the seasons, brothers, you do not need anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. When they say peace and security, then sudden destruction comes on them, like labor pains come on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in the dark, for this day to overtake you like a, like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. So then we must not sleep like the rest, but we must stay awake and be serious. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, we must be serious and put the armor of faith and love on our chests, and put on a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Okay, let's talk about those verses. First, Paul mentions that people will be saying peace and security. In other words, life will be going along as normal, maybe even extra good for some people, when Jesus returns. The modern-day prophets known as politicians and media, will not warn the world that God's wrath is coming. They won't even know. Then he compares being asleep to being drunk and being awake to being serious or sober in some translations. Being awake means having faith, love, and hope. In verse 9, though, he uses awake or asleep in a different way referring to being alive or dead in the physical body. This means that even if you die physically on earth, if you are a believer, you will have eternal life with Jesus. In uh, Matthew, Jesus uses the example of the great flood of Noah to explain that in those days, life was going to uh, be going along just normally until the day the rain started. And when Jesus returns, the world will also be unaware of what is going to happen until it is too late. So, in Matthew 25, or no, let me read to you... um, those verses, Matthew 24, 36, uh, 37. As were the days of Noah, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall be the coming of the Son of Man. And in Matthew 25, Jesus tells his disciples two parables that refer to being ready for Jesus' return. The parable of the ten virgins and the parable of the talents or servants. In these parables, the virgins and the servants 
were either wisely prepared and working until the groom or master came for them, or they were foolishly unprepared and worrying about their own concerns. These parables are about being ready for Jesus. So how do we get ready for Jesus? Being awake or ready does not mean prepping for disaster, although that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to have some food saved up or uh, money, some cash, some ammo, some supplies, you know, water, a garden, um, friend, a friend network, a business network, um, alternative means of communication, all those things, because things could get pretty bad for Christians before Jesus returns. So prepping is not a bad thing, but that does not that is not what being awake means. It also doesn't mean joining some doomsday cult and, you know, going to live in a bunker. And it doesn't mean that you have to walk around wearing sackcloth and ashes or carrying a large wooden cross down the highway. Although a few people do that, and maybe that's their calling from God. But the rest of us, God doesn't expect all of us to do those things. Um, And it does not mean joining the Jehovah's Witnesses, even though they are very focused on um, the idea of being awake. Their, Their religion is a false religion that does not go along with the actual Bible. So I posted a link in my blog and you can go to cult watch to learn more about the jehovah's witness cult and being awake does not mean being woke what is woke well when you're woke you are very aware of the oppressive political structures such as racism and classism that keep certain um, members or people in society from being able to um, achieve the things that white males achieve. That's the idea of wokeness. Um, It can also be, you know, being just woke to um, not treating women fairly or um, being woke to corporate lies things like that so there's there is some you know there is actually some good things about being woke in that way like it's it's not bad to be aware of and even you know try to eliminate things such as racism classism and other things that are not fair it's not bad to protest those things but that is not what Jesus is talking about when he says to, to stay awake. And it is not being awake as in the way that some Trump, Trump voters or um, people who are more into studying things like, you know, the New World Order and other political topics. It's funny because there's, you know, basically conspiracy theorists, if you, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, 
there are people who are studying things on the on the right and things there are stu- people studying things on the left but neither one of them is really you know not all the people in those groups are awake <laughs> they're not really awake even though they think they're either woke or awake because you don't have to be a Christian to see that this world has a lot of problems. But that doesn't mean that you're awake. So, what is being awake? Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. But I want to say one thing. And that is, one thing I've noticed even about my own self is that being too um, too worried about the political a variation of awakeness can actually distract you from looking for the underlying spiritual battles that are going on. Um, like I, I know some people are very aware that, you know, there's a lot of evil stuff going on with, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum and the the bankers and the Rockefellers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I believe that those things are happening. I totally do. I, I'm not a fan, you know, I'm not a fan, but you have to take it to the next step and realize that that is all being done by the devil now, does that mean that the devil himself is is like pulling the strings? Well, no, not exactly, but it's all it would not be happening if if the world had not fallen with Adam and Eve. Original sin brought evil into the world in such a way that Satan is now considered by God to be the prince of this world. Even though God is still, you know, above him, this world is basically under the power of Satan. So the people who have all that money and power are often not good people. They're not saved people. They're not they don't they're not on God's team. They're on Satan's team. Then they may not even know it. That's why it's important to pray for them. Always pray for the world leaders. I mean, you know, it used to be kings, but now we don't really have kings, but we should pray for Putin. We should pray for Biden. We should pray for um, the peop- the corporate kings like Larry Fink and... Um, um, the World Economic Forum guy, what's his name, uh, Schwab, Klaus Schwab, and all those people that have worked, have gone through Schwab's training school, we should pray for them because, you know, God can do miracles if and if enough people pray, you never know what God might do. So what is the way to become awake? The, there is only one way to be awake in the way that Jesus was talking about when he returns. So if you want to be awake when Jesus comes back, you must be born again. 
That is what Jesus says in the Bible. So what is being born again? Well, there are many ways to describe this idea. This, it is a, being born again is an instant process. Your heart is changed and your eyes are opened and you move from condemned to saved and you are now a child of God and you are now um, going to have eternal life. You are no longer controlled by your flesh. You're no longer a slave of, to sin and temptation. You now actually have freedom. Before, you were a slave. But once you become born again, you have freedom. That's why Jesus says he came to free the slaves. He meant the spiritual slaves, the slaves of the devil, our souls, our spirits. And I know there's a difference between those two words, but it's a spiritual battle. So all of that wokeness and awake stuff on the left and the right, it's all part of the same battle. It's just being fought in different ways. So if you want to be on God's in God's army, you have to believe in Jesus. So that means that you believe that Jesus is who he said he is. And who did he claim to be? He claimed to be the son of God, which was his human nature. But he also claimed to be equal to God, which was his God nature. Because Jesus was fully God and fully man. So if you've never heard about that, that's a bigger topic than I want to go into here. But just... And my phone just rang again. So I forget what I was saying, but being awake means that instead of being unaware of the coming judgment... And living in this false reality of thinking that the only thing that that it really exists is what you can see. You wake up to the fact that there is a spiritual, supernatural reality that is beyond what we can see. But we, you believe that it exists. You believe in Jesus. You believe in God. You believe that they have the power to forgive your sins and the power to give you eternal life, and that Jesus is coming back to judge the world of sin. I mean, it's a big deal. And if you believe that, congratulations and praise the Lord, you are awake. So being awake also means that You're living your life in ways that reflect this reality. If if you are truly awake and you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then your life is going to be different than the rest of the world. So once you are saved, Jesus tells us to obey his commandments. And what does he say those are? 
to love God and love people. And he, he gives a lot more specifics in the Bible. But if you have no desire to follow Jesus, you probably are not a believer. Because when you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, you will have evidence of this. You will, even if you have bad days, you will not have a, a total um, disregard for God. Even if you are tempted, you will, you will not just sin with, without any guilt. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change you. So, a sinner's heart must be changed before his life will reflect that change. You can't be awake until you know Jesus. Before you know Jesus, you are asleep. You are literally spiritually dead. After you are born again, you are awake and alive because you have God's Spirit in you. Um, in my blog, I give a link to a really good post. Um, so if you want to go to my blog and check that link out, it's uh, it's a post all about living with eternity in mind. And I found that to be a very good like gospel presentation as well. So I'm going to wrap this up with just by saying that today is the day of salvation. We don't know if this is going to be the day that Jesus comes back. Jesus said that there was going to be some signs. He said that that people who are awake are going to notice that things are trending in that direction. We don't know when he's coming back, but we can tell when things are kind of getting worse and worse in the world. Now, like I said, for some people they're getting better. There's some people are getting very rich and some people really are enjoying, you know, their lives full of sin and entertainment. And pretty soon we're going to have a virtual world that's going to be full of every kind of sin you can imagine. And, you know, I don't really know if Jesus is coming back in our lifetime, but as Christians, our job is is to keep spreading the gospel until he comes back. So I'm going to tell you this last thing. What do you need to do to become awake? You need to admit that you need Jesus to forgive your sins. You need to believe in his life, death, and resurrection. You need to confess him as your Lord and Savior. And you need to then go and discover God through studying the Bible. If you do all this, you too will be ready and awake when the Savior comes back. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Let me know. Um, I would love it if you would come to my blog and leave some comments on this blog that I just posted about uh, being awake. And I think it might have been staying awake. And if you if you like my podcast, please share it with friends and subscribe. And if you want to support me, I have a Patreon. And I think that goes by email address, pkadams 
at industryinet.com, I believe. And that's also my PayPal account, pkadams at industryinet.com. Because I basically found out recently that Anchor is no longer, um, my Anchor sponsorship no longer works. So you're not going to hear that commercial anymore. Um, so I really could use some sponsors to help me continue putting out these podcasts. And plus, it would just kind of make me feel like someone actually wants me to keep putting out these podcasts. And when I see a say a sponsor, like if you went on Patreon, and the link to the Patreon account is in my blog, blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. Um, if, you know, you can literally pledge like a dollar a month, you know, a dollar a month. It, it's just, it just it would really encourage me to know that someone cared to, for me to keep on putting these out because it does take some time. So thanks again and God bless and keep praying. <laughs>